Alright everybody, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are doing our team capsules. We're on to the final team in the AFC South, Wiz. And I actually took a look at the schedule, Wiz, and guess what? My New York football giants open up against the Tennessee Titans this year. Uh, I don't know, Wiz. I think this team just, as much as I like Mike Vrabel, uh, obviously Derrick Henry hurt last year, but I don't know, Wiz. Team going in the wrong direction. If I look at a lot of football teams in the NFL, the Titans uh, are high on that list for me, Wiz. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I, I think some of those teams are, you know, the Colts I feel is much better than them this year, and I, I don't think the Jags are going to be far behind. And I guess we'll start things off with Ryan Tannehill and, Boy, I remember a year ago, you know, we were talking about this time, and there was so much hype about Tannehill because of, you know, the receiving core of combination of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and uh, that fizzled, and I don't know, as far as this year is concerned, um, while last year at this time Tannehill was ranked inside, I think, the top 10 or 12, certainly, at the position, um, I don't see that this year. Uh, I not only don't have Tannehill inside top 12 or 15 of the position, to me, he's a guy that's barely my second quarterback in super flex leagues. And I'm going to kind of avoid him in leagues where it's standard and you have backups. He's not the player I want as a backup because it'll be just so hard to pick when he's going to have a breakout game or a good game uh, or a spot start or a bi-week starter. So in super flex leagues, I guess if I have to, you have to have him as your second quarterback. But in standard leagues, there are eight, ten way more interesting quarterbacks to have as my backup quarterback with upside. So I'm not really looking to draft Ryan Tannehill in any format in any league this year. Do you have a different opinion? Yeah, statistically he regressed, right? So last year, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, uh, another bad playoff loss. Uh, I didn't play particularly well the year before in the playoffs either. I think it's interesting if you look at his – his previous like twenty five games was he actually had fifty five touchdown passes, but you know as you mentioned, you remove AJ Brown out of the equation. I just think his play was was much more inconsistent. Uh, I felt he made a lot of throws behind receivers last year. Worse decisions being made. Uh, he does run the football, so that definitely gives you a, 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 a little bit in terms of fantasy production. I think I want to say last year he had six or seven rushing touchdowns as well. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I, it's a player that I'm probably going to shy away from. You and I actually had him as a second quarterback in a, in a super flex league, and he was, he was definitely very disappointing. He just did not have a good year last year. And, and, and I don't know, maybe there's some battle scores there. But, yeah, a player that I'm going to probably shy away from was. Yeah, especially when we had Brady as our first quarterback, if we would have got any damn support from Tannehill, we would have won the league, but he was terrible. Terrible. Um, and let me ask you, I mean, they, 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 drafted, they, they drafted Willis on this team, right? You know, I, I know he's you, – you don't expect Willis to be on the football field this year, correct? Well, I, I don't I, – I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think that if – you know, there's a lot of pressure on Tannehill. So if it doesn't start off well for the Titans and – they're kind of like, you know, let's say three, four games behind the Colts in the standing. You may start off by saying a certain amount of 
plays for designed for Malik Willis to come in there, and that may grow. So that's another concern. I mean, I'm just avoiding Tannehill. And, you know, once you start removing A.J. Brown from the metrics of it and replacing him with a rookie wide receiver who they kind of took with their first pick, who they think, you know, has the same type of skill set as A.J. Brown and Robert Woods, who's coming off a bad injury, usually takes that player uh, a year to, you know, remove from the injury to recover reasons and others mentioned I'm staying away from Tannehill. Now Derek Henry's an interesting story because he suffered an injury as well and I think the fantasy football community is kind of split on Derek Henry where I think a lot of people thinking ah oh, he was elite before he got hurt and he certainly was um, and they're going to you know put an X through the injury and still draft him uh, as if you know, there's nothing to be worried about. And then there's other people who maybe think the carries have added up and an injury and they're not going to be as good and he's coming off the field on third down. So while Derrick Henry, I feel, is certainly has to be drafted inside the top 10 at the position, being drafted inside the top three or five was a no-brainer last year. Going into this year, I'm not going to ask you to like specifically rank where you have Henry, but would you say you have him in the upper tier of the running backs, one through six, or in the second half? Yeah, I still have him in the upper tier. I, I agree with you. Look, he played eight football games last year, whereas he had 937 yards rushing, but he also had 220 attempts in those eight games. Uh, how much longer can that go on? We we know this position has changed. It breaks down plays. Now, granted, Derrick Henry is a, you know, just an unbelievable physical specimen. He did have 10 touchdowns as well. Not going to catch the football for you. And, you know, one can make the argument with the lack of production that this team gets out of their receiving game that Derrick Henry becomes used even more. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. Uh, I, I, do, I do agree that the fantasy football community is a little bit split on him. I, I probably am in the camp that, you know, this is a player that they're going to continue to pound the ball with because that's their, he's their best player. That's the way I look at it. So uh, it scares me that there's been... A, there's a lot of road traveled for the player, but nonetheless, uh, the man was on his way to a big season uh, and a lot of usage uh, if he was able to stay healthy all year long. Obviously, that's a big if, and uh, it's the most difficult position to play in, in all of football is the running back position. Yeah, if Henry was to get hurt, I think you'd see a real brain buster of Hassan Hoskins and Dontrell Hilliard, similar to what you saw last year. With, yeah, both those guys um, were productive, though. Was both Freeman and, and, and DeHilliard had their moments when, when, those guys, when Henry was out. Not Freeman. Uh, no, uh, Dante, Dante Foreman, sorry, Dante Foreman, sorry. Yeah, yeah Foreman and, and Hilly. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and Peterson was in there a little bit as well, but it was mostly Foreman and Hilly. But, yeah, I think you'll see a split between Haskins, who they just drafted, and Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, but if you draft Derrick Henry and something happens to him, you're going to be in a lot of trouble because, you know, just losing Henry. Um, moving to the wide receiver position, I'm not too optimistic here. Uh, I haven't heard great things about Traylon Burks. I, I, I didn't think he was the top five wide receiver at the position. He was drafted so early. So not optimistic about him. I love Robert Woods. I, I love the player. Um, he's an elite route runner. He's shorthanded. He can be used on jet sweeps. I'm just concerned a player like that, I feel may need another year removed from the surgery and the injury to get back kind of where he was. 
Um, yeah, my guess Robert was, by Woods. the way, my guess on Robert Woods, what you, where you're going with that, if Robert Woods was coming here without an injury and he came here via a trade, you'd have him ranked a lot higher. Is that what you're kind of saying? Absolutely. I kind of, you know, have him ranked as a solid wide receiver, too. I mean, certainly in the top 25 at the position. That said, right now, I'm not quite sure in standard leagues if he barely makes even wide receiver three. If someone wanted to debate me and said he absolutely should be in wide receiver three, I could be talked into that. But certainly nowhere near where he was with the Rams. And if he didn't have the injury, I'd have him rock solid uh, inside the top 25 at the position. So I'm going to kind of take a cautious approach with Robert Woods if I get tremendous value and like I could draft him as my fourth or fifth receiver and see how it works out. I will, but I'm not going to be knocking people over in a fantasy draft to get my hands on Robert Woods. Um, tell me what you think about Burks and Woods as a combination this year. Yeah, so so Burks had a lot of problems with asthma. He really didn't play that much or was not that active at all in those mini camps. So we haven't really seen much of the player. Uh, I, I need to see it first, quite frankly. I agree with your assessment of Woods bang on. Now, last year, Nick Westbrook Akeen also was productive a little bit for a few games, and he's kind of the third receiver. They also have uh, Fitzpatrick, who they Des Fitzpatrick, who they drafted the year before, and actually cut him and then re-signed him, which was very unusual. Uh, this is not a receiving core with, with a lot of depth attached to it. Um, you know, it's kind of going to lead to a discussion on the tight end next. But, yeah, aside from Robert Woods, this is probably a group that I generally shy away from in fantasy circles. Was. You know, Austin Hooper is not someone that I'm going to draft as a tight end one. But along the lines of the Moali Coxes of the world and the Brevin Jordans of the world, I'm going to watch and see how he's used um, the snap count. And, you know, He's got to throw the ball to somebody, and um, Austin Hooper is a reliable pass catcher, and certainly in the red zone, that's his specialty. Um, so I guess the best analysis is Austin Hooper as maybe a top 20 to 25 guy at the position, uh, but I really want to take the wait-and-see approach, but um, I wouldn't recommend drafting him as a fantasy football tight end starter. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys I'm going to be watching because I don't trust the receiving core. That, that's, what I, that's what I would say about Austin Hooper. Yeah, and because of concerned about the offense and their ability to move the ball and I'm not, certainly not going to be drafting the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think they're way outside top 12 or 15 of the position, so I don't see it. Now, if you say to me, well, I want to draft them as my second tie, as my second defense, and I want to pick a matchup where they're at home against the Houston Texans or the Jags, and I feel good about that. Okay, yeah, you know, got no problem with that. But as far as a defense that you could rely on, um, I'm not going to be interested in the Titans. Um, Bullock was uh, a pretty good kicker in terms of accuracy. My problem is that this is a coaching staff that is not going to be sending him out there for a bunch of 50 yards. I think he only attempted one last year. He made it. But it's not the type of coach or system or team that's going to send the kicker out for a lot of 50-yard field goals. And plus, he really doesn't have that type of leg. So I'm going to pass on the Titans, and I think I'm going to pass on Randy Bullock as well as the kicker. Yeah, Bullock's not good. He can't kick from long distance. 8-13 over 40 last year, and I think he only made one kick over 50. He just doesn't have the leg. 
So a, a player I'm definitely staying away from. It's kind of interesting with, uh, with the t- Tennessee Titan defense. Tennessee Titan defense was actually the best rushing defense in the NFL last year. Now, some of that could be a byproduct as well as time of possession. Obviously, when Derrick Henry is healthy, uh, you know, keeps the clock rolling and, the other, and their defense off the field. That's probably somewhat of a help, but then Derrick Henry did miss half the season. A couple of good players like Bud Dupree and Simmons on this defense. So front seven is pretty solid, but their back end of their defense is not. They allowed almost 250 yards passing a game, which leaves them in the, in the worst seven teams in the NFL. So it's a bad secondary Caleb Farley, their, their draft pick from a year ago, tore his ACL last year, expected to be ready for the opening of this season. Uh, but at the back end, like I said, is not that good. Uh, but they do d- defend the rush very well, and they get the benefit of playing in this division where, you know, last year, obviously, four games against Jacksonville and Houston was probably very helpful from a statistical standpoint for this defense. Well, look, while we struggled to kind of name a bunch of fantasy football starters, in this division, I am looking forward to what is the most exciting offensive division in football next, which we'll be talking about, the AFC West, and uh, really looking forward to it. And uh, there'll be a batch of interesting and tremendous players to talk about. Yeah, and Wiz, I think you and I both agree that's the best division in football. So looking forward to catching up on those teams uh, a lot. But uh, a job well done in the AFC South. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing. Great job as always, Wiz. And yes, I am looking forward the same way you are to talking about that AFC West. You got it. 